This is another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno at Guarantee Rate Field where the Astros are getting set to wrap up their three-game series against the Chicago White Sox. And uh, the big question the for about a week and a half or so was the Astros offense. Hadn't really seen a whole lot of it, but uh, 10 runs first two games of this series, nine runs in the game. Uh, against Seattle, wrap up that series on Thursday. I don't think people are going to be asking you about the bats anymore, at least not for the time being. Yeah, it won't be the leadoff question anymore, but I'll tell you what, uh, we still have some guys that are well below their averages from last year in their production, so I can't wait to see what happens with this offense when when Bregman and the rest of the guys get going, Marwin, et cetera. Uh, But it's nice to have uh, runs because our pitching has done so well, and when you can't win a game with a pitcher pitching the way our guys have done, all five of them, it's really frustrating. I'd like to hear that you're greedy right now. Yeah. So you, you know what? <laughs> you, you talk about some of these players, and maybe it's a young player, a position player, and I don't want to name guys. It's not fair at this point. But what is the number of plate appearances which is fair for a guy to be evaluated and maybe need to make a change? It's a good question. And you know, I've always had 50 in mind as – a fair number to start the season okay. and if you're not you know if you're not having success but it's it's less about the number it's more about the approach mm-hmm. if we think there's something about an approach that that can benefit from some changes rather than working it out here at the big league level it might might make sense to do something else but again i think part of the focus comes when the whole offense isn't hitting everybody starts to panic a little bit and and press but when you know when we get the guys going again uh, you know, the guys at the bottom of the lineup have a little more uh, time to figure stuff out. You know, Ken Giles was day-to-day with a, with a bit of a back issue. He got into the game on Friday here and, and looked great. A.J. Hinch was even saying that's some of the best stuff that he's seen Giles have uh, in his time with the Astros. And obviously that's very encouraging to, to see Giles come out and, and show the high-end stuff that, that we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah, it is. And I think Strami and Doug White have both worked with him on just his preparation and making sure that uh, both his fastball and his slider are coming out of the same slot and just gaining confidence and being able to command both those pitches. And we saw it the other night. And I don't really worry about Ken Giles. we got a lot of arms in the bullpen. we got a lot of different roles that people can play. But Ken Giles' stuff will play at the end of the game. I'm pretty confident in that. Jeff, we got a chance to, to listen to Rick Hahn, who's the general manager for the Chicago White Sox, a couple of days ago in his deja vu when we were listening to him thinking about what you were conveying to to the Astros fans and to the media a few years ago, and they were very upfront, as he was, about this is a rebuild process. Uh, We're looking for things on a nightly basis to get excited about, but uh, what is that like in the second year of a rebuild? And Did things go year by year pretty much how you thought they might? Things don't go how you expect, and that's the biggest challenge because you have a plan. Uh, I think Rick's doing it the right way, and I think his communicating. You, the, the thing you can't do is run away and hide yeah. when things go wrong. You have to be there. You have to be talking to the media. You have to be with your manager and your team, and and he's doing that, so that's right. I mean, these guys have a lot of young talent. It does remind me this weekend, being mm-hmm. back here, of what it felt like in 2013, 2014, and I'm glad we're past those days. I yeah. hope those days never come back to us. But, uh, you know, these guys are on the right path. And it was imp- important for you because I didn't see anybody really do that in years past. But it was important not to pretend uh, something that wasn't the way it was. Yeah. And I think one of the 
feedback we got from our fans right away is, you know, we've been told the last three or four years that we're trying to win, and yet the moves and the investments aren't there. So please don't lie to us. And yeah. Jim and I, from the very beginning, said, look, we know it's going to be a tough couple of years. We're going to do everything we can to fix this thing as soon as possible, but it's going to take a few years, and we'll keep you posted along the way. And we did, and it worked. Do you think with the success that the Astros have had and the Cubs have had and uh, even the Royals as well. Do you think that makes it easier for teams now to sell their fans and sell the media on a rebuild because they can just turn and look at you guys, look at some other teams and say, hey, this is how it can go if things go right? It is uh, somewhat easier, but at the same time, there seem to be more teams doing it now yeah. than there were back then. So, you know, not everybody's going to have success, and we're going to see some teams go through this process of retooling or rebuilding and, and not come out the other end with a championship like we did, and that's going to be tough for them. But you know, every team has to figure out their own way to go about it and has unique circumstances. We're just, you know, we're happy it worked for us, and now we've got to focus on staying at this level. We're happy it worked, too. <laughs> we'll have more with Astros General Manager Jeff Luno right after this. Robert Ford. Back at the wall, looking up. A three-run home run for Jose Altuve. Steve Sparks. These fans are ringside at one of the best boxing matches they'll ever see. The Houston Astros on your radio all summer long. Welcome back. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, joined once again by Astros General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the White Sox in Chicago. And, Jeff, I want to ask you about two guys uh, that are new to the Astros coaching staff and uh, bullpen coach Doug White, assistant hitting coach Jeff Albert, both of them on the minor league side for the last several years for the Astros. Albert was the uh, uh, minor league hitting coordinator. Doug White was the minor league pitching coordinator. How important do you feel it is to, to be able to bring coaches through the system and, and have them contribute at the, at the big league level and, and work with many guys who they worked with uh, as they were working their way up as well? It's big for us, and not just because it provides motivation for other coaches in the minor leagues to feel like they have a shot someday to get to the big leagues, but also because, quite frankly, both these guys have been indoctrinated with the Astros' philosophy for the past four or five years. Both of them know our players really well. They know how to teach the stuff that we've been trying to teach, and they're just going to be able to continue to do their jobs up here with some of the same players they coach down there. They both would have probably gone to other organizations had we not uh, had the opportunity to promote them this year. So we're glad that we did, and keeping it internal definitely makes it a plus. How integral were those two people to the Astros' philosophy? I mean, how much input did they have, and how how is that going to be carried on later in later years? Quite a bit. I mean, they both uh, contributed to the content and to the both very progressive the, the philosophy. Right? Absolutely, they, they're smart, uh, smart, good, experienced people who have seen a lot. And both of them were with me in St. Louis uh, about ten years ago when I hired them. And these are the types of coaches that we've been trying to get more of. They understand all the technology, but they also understand the game and the psychology of the game, and they can blend it all together in a seamless fashion. Isn't that one of the hardest things to do is putting together minor league coaching staffs? I don't think people really realize it because it's something that a lot of people just don't see, but, I mean, you're talking about the backbone of your organization. I mean, obviously drafting guys is very important and scouting and all that, but you have to be able to develop those guys as well. And, you know, hey, let's be honest, the pay isn't what it is at the major league level. Uh, The travel isn't what it is at this level, but you still need guys who are going to be committed and and buy into what you're trying to do to to, uh, help these guys develop. No doubt. It's not a glamorous job, but it is such an important job. You think about Kyle Tucker and Forrest Whitley and, and Corbin Martin and all the guys in the minor leagues right now that are getting instruction from our minor league coaches 
And it's critical that they get the right instruction because we put millions of dollars into these players and we expect them to come up here and help us win another championship. And so we can't start coaching them once they get up here. They have to be developed the whole way through. Jeff, uh, Ben Ryder, who predicted the Astros would win the World Series, coming out with a book, Astro Ball, in July. How much insight or access did you give him for, for that uh, for the information to write that book? Well, he had quite a bit back in 2014 okay. when okay. he wrote the article for Sports Illustrated that ended up being on the cover. So I think it's the first time in the history of Sports Illustrated last place team has been on the cover of the yeah. magazine, much less forecasting a victory three years in advance, much less getting it all right. So they did something right with that article. You know, Ben has been around here and there. He's followed our progress. He was, uh, he was around during the World Series. But uh, it's really his book about us from the outside looking in. I have mean, you read it? I have not. Uh, I've seen the cover. The cover looks really cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm anxious to read it. Uh, I hope it's all accurate. I'm sure it will be. How many be. people did he talk to? Oh, I mean, he spoke to a lot of people. Yeah. He was, he was uh, with us for a couple weeks in 2014 during the draft. And, um, you know, we stayed in touch and has followed us on the road and was around during the World Series. So he definitely has all the information he needs. And hopefully it's a good, positive book about the Astros' rise to the top. How hard is it to, to convey information without giving stuff up? That's the biggest challenge. And yeah. really, after that Sports Illustrated cover in 2014, we sort of stopped allowing media in access, uh, yeah. that type of close access. Um, there was a couple articles written that summer. Bloomberg had one, and, and they really did get an inside look. But at that point, we felt, you know, it's been three years. Let's just let the results uh, show that we're on the right path rather than trying to communicate through the media. And we did that, and, and it worked out. So always a fine line between giving away your trade secrets and, and getting the fans more interested in showing them what, what you did. You know, the obviously your focus is on the Astros and, and helping the Astros win. But, I mean, most of us get into these positions because it's, we start off as fans of the game. And Astros have the Angels coming up at home. And uh, if all goes well with this bullpen session today, it looks like Shohei Otani, two-way star from Japan, will start the game Tuesday night against the Astros at Minute Maid Park. Uh, do you ever look at things like that almost like like as a fan, even though obviously you wanna, you're want you going to do everything you can to try yeah. and beat him and the Angels, but uh, kind, of, kind of an exciting moment in baseball history? Well, it is, and one of the benefits of our jobs is we get to see so many amazing things that people pay money to come see and we get paid to come see it. But, you know, Bartolo Colon almost pitching a, a perfect game slash no-hitter the yeah. other night. Now, even though it was against us, I was I knew I was watching history, and so yeah. you kind of, you know, as a fan, it sort of takes over. And the same thing with Shohei Otani. He's such a special athlete, special part of what's going on in baseball today. So, you know, we wish him success against the Rangers and the Mariners and the A's, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll do to him what the uh, what the Red Sox did. It's also him. amazing about the Bartolo Colon game was he's 20 years older than you, which it's is a, which, 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 which <laughs> yeah, really surprising. I wish. <laughs> yeah, Bartolo, he's amazing, though. He beat out uh, D. Gordon on a race to first base That's yesterday. Right. Uh, these are the parts of the game that make it just so amazing. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros General Manager, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, hopefully uh, it's a sweep today in Chicago. Let's go for it. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.